Warning, the Happy Ending Pod shows a couple of guys with microphones on a computer consuming copious amounts of alcohol and who say anything about anyone and everything they feel like. It was all in fun and not to be taken seriously. We don't own the rights to any music playing during our broadcast. Thank you and enjoy. Welcome to the Happy Ending Pod Show starring Grant and B3. Once upon a time, there was a functional recluse named Bob and he met someone named Grant. And he didn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Two guys drinking way too much that decided to record it for your amusement. One day, Grant goes, Bob, you should get out of your hermit shell and come over and hang out. I have good beer and good music. The origin of Happy Ending Pod <laughs> Take it away, boys. The rest is what I remember. History. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect.
Pod show, everybody. I'm I'm your host Grant. With us, we have the part of the cast of players, performers from the Rocky Horror Picture Show that we recently got to see in October. Uh, my wife is a huge fan of the Rocky Horror. She's dressed up. I think we've gone to it every year, some type of performance of it every year for the past seven or eight years now. Uh, she always dresses up. This past year, she was uh, Doctor Frankenfurter. Um, but uh, she's done Columbia. She's done uh, Magenta. I, I think that's just the, those three. I usually just go as either a party goer or meatloaf. So we'll, while we're at it, let me let's introduce everybody. Janet, Doctor Scott, Janet, Brad, Rocker, Janet, Doctor Scott, Janet, Brad, Rocker, Janet, Doctor Scott, Janet, Brad, Rocker. We have Mr. Kyle Defina. I'm Kyle. I normally play Eddie. Co-founders of this. Debacle, and uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> and uh, your wife, Missy? Hi, I'm Missy, um, the other co founder of this uh, fun cast um, that we started together. Um, I'm also the casting director, so I do my very best on trying to um, not, you know, put people in, in weird positions and let them kind of just have fun and roll with it. Um, I, my main part is Columbia, but I have played every part on stage with the exception of Riffraff. Okay. Very cool. Uh, we have Kaylee. Hi, I'm Kaylee. I'm their daughter. <laughs> um, I play Magenta. I've been going to shows since I was six months old. I've been performing since I was 13, and I'm now on the executive board as well. Oh, so you've been performing this show specifically since you were 13, or? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Very cool. Parenting at its best. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> She's over 18 now. We're plus special limitations. <laughs> we, <laughs> we also have with us Erica. And uh, go ahead. Tell us what uh, what you do with the show. Hi. Um, I'm Erica, uh, otherwise known as Eminem or Snowflake. Um, I, I mostly, I play Janet. I've been known to dabble in other roles like Frankenfurter, Magenta, Columbia once, <laughs> um, everything pretty much, but Rocky and Riff Raff and Brad. Um, I've been doing Rocky since 1997. I took a 20 year, 20-ish year break and came back and joined Sweet Translucent Dreams, and it's been an amazing ride ever since. <laughs> Very, is, is that cool to hear her say that, Kyle and Missy? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and, and 
it, it, it's amazing. It was just like uh, she had came back with us for a, a uh, memorial show we did. One of our um, mutual friends had passed away, and we did a rocking memorial show. And um, we had known each other in previous shows and stuff, but never like filled in the gaps. And then she got to play. It was Frank for that show, I believe. Um, mm -hmm. I was kind of just assisting getting that together. I, I played um, a Transylvanian for that one um, and just helped kind of get it all together with the, the other um, individuals working on it. And um, talked to her at the diner afterwards and said, you should join Jazz. But, um, <laughs> with Erica. So um, we're wonderful, and we're so lucky to have her. Well, how did this? How did this start? I mean, how did you guys? I mean, because it's obviously it's it's a it's a lot bigger now than it. I, I don't know how long you've been doing it. First off, and how did it begin? How did it? Where did this seed get planted, and how did it grow? Uh, so me and Kyle flip back and forth on this. So I've been performing since I was 13. Um, I started in New Jersey as just a performer. Um, went to a show one night, literally fell in love with the media, joined the cast the next week. Um, Kyle and I hooked up uh, originally at Gay Pride in New York City, um, was how our relationship bloomed. We did shows together in Jersey and then wound up moving our relationship to Pennsylvania. There was um, a show that uh, closed in Pennsylvania, Northeast PA, and we had seen a need for another show. So we were like, okay, as a joke, you know, haha, ha, let's start a cast. We never dreamed it was going anywhere. Never dreamed, never thought it would. Um, a matter of fact, the whole cast name is a joke. Um, Sweet Translucent Dreams, um, STD. Um, because we saw Kyle and myself as the sexually transmitted disease of Rocky Horror because every cast we were in wound up defunking or closing. Oh. So it was like, oh, okay, this is going to be a joke. We're going to start a cast. It's not going anywhere. Don't be upset. It was a mercy killing. Uh, thinking back 20 years, um, I kind of wish we did a better choice now that it's been around for 20 years. <laughs> Uh, and it is what it is, but um, Kyle, you want to add to that story on how this cast got its start? I was saving myself. <laughs> well, I'm sure you're not spent yet. A lot of emails, a lot of, well, not even emails at the time. We made almost like a press kit and sent it out to multiple theaters. Um, and we had a theater in Coldwell, Pennsylvania. In Jersey, and we had people that came in from all over the place to put on these two shows with us. And, um, we started recruiting audience members right then and there um, to put on a show the following week. And uh, at that time, we were doing two shows a week for Friday and Saturday nights. We got all of four shows in before the mall that this theater was in said, you yeah, know, we're not going to allow this theater to stay open this late. And they did their best to make his life difficult. And um, he, uh, he passed away almost three weeks later uh, from a heart attack. And um, he had friends that owned another theater, the Angela Theater in Coldale. And they were cleaning up the theater. And we went there to get our stuff. While they were there, we started talking to them. And they were interested in doing Rocky. But... Um, 
they want us to come in and sit down and meet with them. Um, they were a nice couple, Mike and Deb were their names. Um, and I remember sitting there and Deb goes, it sounds like a good thing and all, but I've read the online script with the audience participation and there's a lot of cursing in this and we don't allow cursing in our theater. And we're like, oh, fuck, how are we going to pull this off? <laughs> um, so we're like, how about if we put a swear jar on the stage? And we ended up putting a swear jar on the stage, and every time someone slipped up, they had to run up and put money in the jar. Um, and we tried to do a show with no swearing whatsoever. Um, we had a pretty good run there for a while. And I'm going back as far as... Yeah. I mean, I'm going back as far as... Mike used to splice in the uh, trailers to go on before Rocky on the film, and he had the original Spider-Man trailer where Spider-Man spun the web in between the two twin towers that caught the helicopter. And um, all those trailers were supposed to get sent back because 9-11 happened a little bit before that trailer was supposed to get released. Um, so we got to see that on the big screen. Um, we did a double feature with uh, Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses wow. and Rocky Horror um, at the Angela. So, yeah, I mean, that was the very fresh, small beginnings of uh, the cast way back when. So Kayla now, doesn't remember any of this. She was like two years old. <laughs> so now you get to perform it. Now theaters are actually, hey, this is a draw. People do come to this. So now you guys put out what, like flyers or feelers or mailers to different locations and then whether they want you or not? Um, well, I handle most of the theater bookings. I put out, um, I have a kind of a template for an email that I send out. Um, I get a usually a response from the email, yes or no. Um, a lot of yeses, um, very few no's, but a couple of theaters don't want to do it because they just want some renovations or um, they have things going on like that. Um, or they just don't want the type of environment. But, um, yeah, we've been lucky. We got, I don't know, what do we got, nine, ten venues now that we rotate through. We don't really, Emmaus Theater is the only one that we perform at more than once a year. Um, all of our other theaters are only one time per year. So it's kind of when we come to town, it's, you know, the circus is coming to town. It's a major event, and people want to go. You said about theaters that you know don't aren't interested or whatever. The mess. Do they? Do you get a lot of theaters that are like who's going to clean this crap up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we we get some of those questions, and if we really, really, really want to do a location bad enough, my um, my wonderful producer Kyle will volunteer the cast, and then I get to tell them that news that, Hey guys, this is a theater we're cleaning up after when we're done. So get your shit together. Yeah. I, I'm getting thumbs down from my cast right now, but <laughs> if we really want a venue and um, the show is needed in that area, it's a, it's a fine handoff, you know? Yeah. Let's, you know, help out. I mean, leaf blowers, brooms, mm -hmm. we get, I mean, we're a large crew. We're, we're over probably 15 people. So when we all come together, um, it gets handled pretty quick. Um, like for an example, the can I drop names or am I not allowed? That's, that's entirely up to you. Feel free. 
The Scranton Cultural Center is a venue that we absolutely love. It's a Halloween event that we do. And I don't think there's one cast member that'll be like, nope, I'm not signing up to do that show. We got to clean up afterwards. It's a, you know, all their people that are there with us, they're volunteers too. So we have no problem like picking up a broom and getting that place cleaned up. And typically it only, with all of us, it takes maybe 15, 20 minutes to clean up that theater okay. when we're done, if that. So um, anything to really like be able to get in there, you know? Mm -hmm. I should really touch on what she said though. We are all volunteers for this. None of us get paid. Um, this is all just we do it because we have fun. So excuse for us all to get together and run around in our underwear in a theater. Um, because if we do it without an audience there, we get arrested. So, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. So if you're looking to get into Rocky Horror to be rich and famous, just run now, get out. It's just like eating it. Um, we spend more money doing it than we, you know, will ever bring in. Okay. It's truly just for the love and the passion of the show and for the message of the show. Okay. Don't dream it, be it. Yep. Is there was there ever a night you guys said why the fuck did we do this place? Um, there was a bar in Allentown that put this one year, and they're like, we had this Saturday open, um, and it was it was the week of the Allentown Fair, but I didn't realize it was going way back when. And um, as it got closer, and they're like, yeah, we really haven't sold any tickets. Well, and they go, it's probably because Kid Rock's playing the Allentown Fair that night. <laughs> and we're like, oh, he is. And that's what I learned when, you know, booking shows to start looking at the other events going on around us. <laughs> but yeah, that was one of them, definitely. Okay. Remember that one. I think we had four people in the audience. Uh -huh. <laughs> I can't. And wasn't that, was, no, no, that was the, uh, the other bar, so... Kyle had a, a big fan at a one. We don't do bar shows very often. And when we do, they're usually underagers. But um, we get to this one bar in Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania. Bloomsburg. Bloomsburg. And I don't know if we can repeat what this person said on oh, air. Oh, yeah. We're, so we, we cannot repeat this, what this person was saying. Oh, we're explicit. You can say any of the darn words you want to use. No, no, no. Oh, that no, bad, huh? No, no. <laughs> it was very explicit it was very uh, but anyway so i'm performing he's performing he's all in his eddie gear sitting on the stage and they're they got a dance party going on before us you know and i'm in the bathroom getting my makeup on and our magenta bursts through the bathroom missy you gotta come outside you have to see this you gotta see what ha is happening to kyle and there's this woman very beautiful luscious black woman up there grinding on his shoulder as he's sitting on the stage saying very explicit things that I won't mention here on air just because out of respect. Um, but it is one of my most favorite. Blank word what? Blank word who? And he's looking at me and he's like, help. And I'm like, no, you're good. You're, <laughs> <laughs> you're good. I'm just going to sit here. I ain't helping. No, no, no. Hi, honey. <laughs> you know, no, 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 no. But yeah, that went on for quite some time until he managed to squeeze himself from under her because it was right here. Oh, <laughs> the whole thing was right there. The whole business. Oh, and he wiggled his way out, and he's like, and he 
walks past me. He's like, thanks for the help. I was like, you were doing fine. <laughs> Her kidneys looked really healthy, though, from what I could see. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a, a night to remember. And then she stayed for the whole show, and she was very... Um, very much into the participation portion, as you can imagine. Sounds like she should be, yeah. <laughs> so do you have, okay, so uh, do you have groupies? Do you have uh, fans or people that follow you around from different venues? Oh, yes, definitely. How, and how? I'm surprised with how far they, they will go. Like, I, I know we travel a great di- distance. But then when I get to a theater and I see someone, I was like, oh, wow, check you out. You're here. Um we actually, uh, Sean, our current riffraff, was a groupie for a very, oh, very wow. long time. Um, he had gone to Endless Mountain Theater when that was there. And then he started popping up at other theaters that we went to. And I was like, you want to just join cast? You're always here. You can see the film for free. I mean, you know, <laughs> they don't charge us to get in. And if you're just going to keep coming, you might as well be part of it. Um, That's the only perk. <laughs> that, yeah, that is, yeah. Well, Sometimes we get popcorn and soda. Okay. Sometimes. There's your meal. Great. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. If we get over 500 tickets, so we might get a pizza to split. One yeah, pizza. Sometimes we get pizza. Yeah. <laughs> slices for 20 of us. <laughs> and they give us slushy coupons, so we're good with that. Oh, God, yeah, the coupons. Coupons are good. You, you guys are really doing it for the fun, then. Absolutely. I mean... Um, that's one thing about Rocky Horror, no matter how many times the fans have seen it, because I can tell you, my wife, as soon as it hits October, even not, if not September, um, she'll have it on. It, it, we have it, obviously, on Blu-ray and everything, and, and it'll be on seven, eight, nine times the month, and then we'll come and see it live somewhere. Or, and, um, but they, they are um, loyal. They will, the, the Rocky Horror fans will watch it repeatedly. Uh, and I think, I mean... Uh, my problem is I wish I knew more of the audience participation. I love being able to talk back to the film. I mean, I'll talk back to any film. I have no problem making a joke about any movie. But the Rocky stuff is just so different and so fun. Um, I know I'm pretty good with most of the, uh, the, uh, the, the like, the toast and the toilet paper. I'm pretty good with that stuff. I've gotten, I, I, over the last few years, I've gotten better at that. It's just the lines. You hear so many, and there's so many different variations and takes. Uh, what's, like, what is some of the, the crazier ones that, like, you may not have normally heard it, and all of a sudden this is starting at a different place? Or does it tend to change from venue to venue? Yeah, very much so. Um, I remember the first time uh, Frank was floating face down the pool at the end of the movie, and I heard someone scream out, now back to footage from New Orleans. Right after the flooding, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Most of Jasper's um, lines. Yeah. Um, what else is there? Um, I know there's some so, really bad ones. Yeah, there. I, I, I think one of the like more recent, like, um, I think they're all like related to like entertainment and pop culture. Um, at this point, so one of the more recent ones is um after frank gets like killed um someone was like oh no who let alec baldwin on set (laughs) that was like one of the newer ones um and honestly is like referenced 
that's like one of the pop culture references. And that changes like Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, to whatever card game's new and fun that year. And there's a lot of times like, uh, so different casts, and we dabbled with the idea of doing this uh, once before, but um, if you do like an online search, you can actually pull up the entire script, mm. the Rocky Horror script, and they'll have audience participation lines and quotations at the end of a line so that you can actually learn different audience participation. Um, but yes, like each area, like if you go from California to New York, they're going to have different lines that relate to them on a local level. Okay. You know, um, there, there are some, you know, where, uh, it's a misdemeanor. The more I miss it, the meaner I get. Um, it's a misdemeanor in New Jersey. You know, there's like jokes that Pennsylvania mm. folks do to make fun of New Jersey. Yeah. And, and I'm sure like they're across the country that way too. Um, this is a sweet transvestite from New Hope, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's like things that are callback lines specific to the area, which wouldn't make sense if I did it in, you know, upstate New York. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh yeah, that doesn't really like, that doesn't drop well here. So you got to just kind of remember also the area where you're at. Um, then there's, I, I have what I, I do like no, no lines, I guess there's one specifically, um, I don't like the homesick abortion line. That one, like, I don't know, just skeeves me. Um, it doesn't offend me. Nothing really offends me. It's just like, it's gross. Yeah, eh. yeah. I rather, you know, like, <clears throat> instead of clinging to the thigh, like homesick abortion, it's like maybe diarrhea is better. I don't know. <laughs> well, about every hundred people that we get in the audience, we offend about five and of yeah. them. Yeah. And they're like, why can't I hear the movie? I just want to see the movie. <laughs> I always they don't John like John offends a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> like as our cast has progressed the past twenty years, um, some of the lines that we use have changed, and like as society changes, obviously, like what is okay to say, like the line keeps getting pushed back, and like as a cast, we recognize that, and we do push it back. Um, and like we've changed the way we talk and like ha what what callback lines we use. But for me personally, like growing up watching the show, I remember my parents had this book um, that had every callback line. And I would like read it in the backseat of the car so that like I could be prepared at the shows. And I would like memorize what callback lines I should say. And then like sometimes I'd cross it out and be like, we don't say this one. We say this one. And I'd write it in the book. Um, so like that's just what I did to memorize the callback okay. lines, but they definitely change over the years and depending at what theater we're at. Okay. Well, Kayla, while we have you and you have a good connection, you you, <laughs> you started doing this when you were 13. I mean, who did you start off playing? <clears throat> um, so I've always done Magenta. Um, my first show is actually kind of like a horror story show. Um, it was my 13th birthday weekend. And I just started dating my first boyfriend and him and his friend were coming over to my birthday party. And then suddenly we didn't have a magenta and I had been practicing that role. So my mom was like, this is good. Oh, no. So my first date with my first boyfriend was at my first show when I barely had a costume and he didn't even know what Rocky was. <laughs> and like, 
as as a kid, I was like, I'm not gonna like show this side of myself to the people at school because like it's hard to explain to people that don't know like Rocky. And then suddenly I'm on stage just dancing and screaming and cursing. And like my friends were like, we see you totally different now because yeah. you're like <laughs> such a reserved person. So it was an insane experience to say the least. But I've only really done magenta. Um, I've like thought about. I see you shiver with anticipation. Getting a better internet connection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. And she's gone. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll let her finish when she comes back. Um, that's a, something else, too, with the Rocky. I mean, how much, as a stress reliever for you guys, is this? Because, I mean, the daily grind, a daily work, but then you get to do this and you just get to go balls to the wall and have fun and be as silly as you wanted possible. It's not easy having a good time. Even smiling makes my face ache. No, I mean, I think just the opposite. Um, like, when you saw me at the Reading show, after the show, that's when I'm finally settling down a bit, because the days leading up to the show, um, putting together the video packages, um, making sure that everyone's got away there. Um, I mean, you saw when you were at the show, we have it on video, the movie on video to where it tells you when to throw things. Mm -hmm. um, at the end, it gives the, uh, the cast pictures next to the actors' pictures. So each show we got to do basically a custom video for the whole movie, for a two-hour movie. Then when we get to the theater, because um, we're not always in the same theater, it's like Reading was a brand new theater, so we had to do a tech run beforehand to make sure that they need an MP4 format, that they need a Blu-ray format, um, that I want to just throw, direct my laptop directly up through the HDMI cord. Um, so, no, it's not a not, stress relief okay. whatsoever until after the show for me. <laughs> okay, I see. I was going to say, I think you'll get a different answer from each of us That's for that, because the majority of, like... My eboard's job is done prior to the show doing the casting. So I concentrate primarily on getting folks casted and making sure that, um, you know, I like I have to take people's considerations in mind, too. Like not really, when you're dealing with 50 some odd people, not everybody gets along. You know, not everybody is great on stage together. So a lot of pre-thinking and pre-planning on who should be, who flatters each other better on stage, what would look best for the audience, not who wants to do something the most, it's what is best for the show. Um, and really being able to balance out my friendships with people so that they understand the decisions that I'm making and who I'm casting isn't based on, hey, if you're friends with Missy, it's based on what is going to go over well at this location, what we need to project cast-wise, um, who performs, like if I have somebody on stage who personality-wise they clash and it causes an issue on stage, I'm not going to put them on stage together. I'll separate them mm. to different shows, you know, but so I'm not going to not let them perform. Yeah, you're so still my the boss. stress level. So yeah. once we're at the show for me, 
my job's over. Okay. Right. I don't even have to think about anything. While Kyle still has a lot that he's doing. The other stress thing for me is pre-show as well is when I have, I, I do the end credit images and then he puts it together. So that alone takes probably the week of the show. Um, I try to hold off doing it as far as possible because you're always going to have call offs. Right. So, um, I try to hold off as long as possible, but by Thursday, that video has to be done so we can have it prepared and sent over to the theater. So um, I think my relief is when we're at the show and everyone has checked in and then I can kind of sit back and relax at that point. Like when I have all 10 characters there and we're good to go. Um, Not that I don't think about stage crew. I love my stage crew people, um, but my thought is the main performers where I have a stage director that worries about them, you know? Um, so yeah, that's where my relief comes in. And then if I'm performing, there's like a switch that I switch, like there's the director and then there's the performer and the performing me, it's just a blur. Like don't even talk to me when I'm in character because that's Columbia or that's Frank or that's Brad. That's not Missy right now. So if you try to come up to me and tell me something when I'm in costume, I'm not going to have any memory of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, that's I just how that. I roll. I'd, all of my cast knows that because they'll come up to me and I'll be like, great, text message me that and I'll talk to you tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> when I'm out of this. Yeah. Um, so that's me. Um, Erica, how about you? What's Is it a stress reliever for you, the show? Oh my, yeah, like Rocky, like if, when, like our off months are the hardest months wow. of the entire year yeah. because like outside Rocky me and like inside Rocky me a lot of times are very different. Um, and I tend to like to get out of my, like to get out of my shell a little bit. And Rocky is where I just release it all because I have like months of pent up weirdness. that I need to get out. And, you know, that's why you like me, Missy. That's why. <laughs> but, like, for real, Rocky really did. It, it brings it brings me out more than, like, just sitting at home. I'm like, eh. But, like, me at a show, different. It's so much, it's a lot more fun. I know that I'm going to be there. If I'm on stage, I know that I'm going to entertain somebody. I'm going to make somebody laugh. I'm going to create a fan. So, like... That is so much more fun for me. So to me, that's that's a stress reliever, not stressful. Though I do get stressed before I perform. Then I start going, you know, anxiety, Erica. I was going to say, you get and, the butterflies. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to go back to Kaylee. We lost you during your story. Yes, so we did. I know. I'm so sorry. Hit okay. the repeat button for us. Oh, uh, where? What was? What was the last thing you heard? Because I just kept talking, and then I looked at my phone, and it stopped. <laughs> you were talking about your friends. All my high school friends found out. I say fuck a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's just like I don't know. And in front of my parents. Yeah, and then uh, I guess like obviously like middle. It was middle school. I was in seventh grade. Yeah, seventh grade. So then it like kind of made its way around school. It was like, oh, Kaylee has this whole other side of her. And I'm like, oh, my God, (laughs) I don't want anybody to know about that. But um, yeah, it was 
it was kind of traumatizing for <laughs> 13 year olds. But then like, I look back on it and I'm like, I'm happy that like, I was able to express myself in that way. And that like, you know, everything worked out at the end. That, yeah, that, that's all that mattered. You, and you're still doing it today. Yeah. And you're still having fun. <laughs> but that's, everybody needs that, that, that other side of you that, you know, not, and, but not everybody needs to know the other side of you. They just uh, appreciate you for what you are and everything. I mean, I, I, I just know that I, I was just, I watched you guys on stage and you're having fun and, and I didn't give a thought, though, like, Kyle, how busy you are setting it up or the fact that you're doing a different ending credit video for every location that, I mean, because based on how many of which cast members are there that week or that night. Yeah, that's uh, that. Yeah, that could be a lot of work. So I understand why Kyle is good to go when it's over. (laughs) Even when we first get there, um, I am mostly out front by the merchandise table, hanging out with John. Uh, making sure we have internet connection for our credit card readers. Um, I help sell the shirts before the show, the prop bags, whatever else we're trying to hawk, which all that money goes right back into the show. Um, like I said, we don't get paid. So, I mean, that's what really keeps it going. Um, we use that money for when we do far-out locations too, um, to pay for a portion of hotel rooms for the cast. Um, going back to what Erica was saying too, about our off season, the classified after just so some people understand that too. It's um, we normally perform. We start around March or April for the year, and we go until November usually uh, doing venues, and we kind of take the snowy months off because um, it's you never know what the weather's going to bring. But traveling in PA can suck. Yeah. I mean, we travel, we have outdoor shows in Middletown, New York at a drive-in, oh, wow. in uh, Elmira, New York at a drive-in, uh, Scranton at the Circle drive-in, we normally do Becky's drive-in in Walnutport, as well as, um, like Melissa said, the Scranton Cultural Center, the Emmaus Theater. Moonlight um, Drive-in. Moonlight. Moonlight Drive-in, West Wyoming, yeah. I mean. And then we're going back indoors this year also to uh, the flagship cinemas in Matamoros. Yeah, I'm so happy. (laughs) Sorry. That'll be a two-year absence from there. And and we do four shows a year at the Emmaus Theater, which is kind of our home theater. Um, And the shows are night and day, too, between being indoors and outdoors, where um, when you're in a a venue like Emmaus or Matamoros, they're more intimate shows where it's only a maze is a 400 seater. Um, but you can hear every callback line where if you're at a drive in, everyone in the first two or three rows of the drive in, they're all sitting in lawn chairs outside their cars and they hear it. But when you're in the 20th row at a drive in sitting in your car, you're not going to yeah. hear no. the little things and really see what's going on. It's not really um, good acoustics in, in a drive in. But it is a really fun experience. Yeah, yeah. And a different way to experience Rocky in a drive-in. Um, so we do love doing it both. And even the difference between um, our show in Reading at Santander and like someplace like the Emmaus Theater where you go from 400 people to over 1,000 at night in Reading. You're not, you know, you can't hear callbacks that well in that theater either because there's just too many people yeah, yeah. yelling and screaming and 
throwing oh, the amount of toilet paper that night was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually really cool when that got that was great. I yeah. Um Adam, my favorite is the indoor shows when the party poppers go off. And you just hear it all pop, 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 all around the theater. And then you just get that little odor from the party poppers, a little sulfur smell. Yeah. <laughs> And now you guys supply all, I mean, people can bring their own, obviously, but you guys supply part, the party bag, party favors. Um, we sell them at the shows. Uh, last year they were $2 a bag. We're hoping to keep the same price. Yeah. Um, they come with the toilet paper, the party poppers, playing cards, newspaper. Uh, what else? If we're Bubbles. indoors, we have foam toast so we can recycle it. If we're outdoors, we just put bread in them and not toast because birds don't like to eat toast. And at a drive-in, we don't got to pick the bread up. Well, I thought um, you said, didn't you just have toast at Reading? <clears throat> we might have had toast because the place was so big. Yeah. Who um, uh, yeah. who gets to toast the bread? I. <laughs> I. Yeah. Everybody bring a loaf and toast them at home. <laughs> that that's an oven trick. So you kind of just line all the like the, the every shelf in your oven, and then just like flip and and be done with it. Um, we we've killed toasters trying to use the actual toasters. Um, so we don't do that. We used to have membership at a campsite, and we blew the electrical source at the campsite with too many toasters plugged in. <laughs> We've then we had to start warning people not to eat the toast because it was made a year prior, and because we make you know when we we'll do a prop bag building party and we'll make a couple of thousand bags. So wow, yeah, yeah. So don't eat the toast. Don't eat the toast. It's green. It's moldy. Don't eat the don't toast. Eat the toast. <laughs> and you still get people to eat the toast. Yeah, it, and they eat. Actually, I had somebody who took a bite out of the foam toast. And it's like, okay, guys, it's foam now. It's not even toast. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's foam. Don't eat the foam. <laughs> it wasn't somebody you knew, right? It was an audience member. Oh, it was some random audience okay. member, and I saw him take a bite out of it, look at it, and put it on the floor. And then we're going around salvaging toast. I picked it up, went over to John with it. I said, hey, someone took a bite out of it. Do you want it? Oh, my God. Or are we throwing this one away? We threw that one away. Yeah, but, um, yeah. yeah so, you know, because it's, it's foam. We go to the store. We buy one of those foam mattresses, and we cut it into slices, and then we paint it. Oh, and wow. they did it. They, oh, took oh. a bite out of it. Hmm. You, you did find the bite, though, right? The bite was laying on the floor, too. I didn't look for the bite. That <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <laughs> guy was having a hard time passing it. Um, <laughs> oh my god! How uh, how were the two years of COVID? How did what what did you guys? Didn't affect us. We you still performed? Still performed. Yeah, we we moved. We like went to the outdoor. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it was more driving theater and stuff like that. That's cool. Then. Yeah. Good yeah, for we you. we we were unaffected. Um, a matter of fact, I think we've had our largest shows during the pandemic because we were the only thing to do. That's what. I, yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Wow. That's you had a drive-in. We have aerial shots on our Facebook page of 400 cars at a drive-in. Just, you know, and each car's got like four four to six people in it usually. So, I mean, wow. it, was, it was fun. Yeah. yeah. We, you know, 
we invite people from all over to, you know, come perform with us too, from um, our Buffalo cast that likes to come perform with us. And we perform, New York City cast members perform with us for a couple of drive-in shows. Um, and, you know, <clears throat> been lucky that, the last couple of years. Yeah, that's, yeah. Great. that's great that you guys, you were only, basically like one of the only things going. I mean, that's really cool. Because no, nothing else was happening. I mean, you couldn't even get good stuff on TV at the time. So that's really cool that that was going on for you. That That's really awesome. The yeah, stuff the on TV was running out quickly, too, because no one wanted to even make new episodes of stuff. Well, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There was literally, there was nothing to watch, nothing going on. Restaurants were closed. No sports, nothing. I mean, you know, but you guys were still going. And, hey, these people are performing at the movie theater. Let's uh, drive in. Let's... Let's get out of the house. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. The, the first year it was, you know, navigating it. But again, we were the only thing going. Yeah. So um, we took our precautions, you know, the, uh, the first year before they, before everybody was able to get the shot, we were masking up. Um, we still masked up on stage, which was a little weird. We had social distancing hands. So um, I had made these long oh everybody's laughing now these long poles and they had Mickey Mouse pants on the end of it which I thought was really funny because it's a Disney movie now um, and everybody held a stick and we did line dance we did the the kick yeah, line yeah. with these social distancing oh, hands um, so we did we tried to like kind of make it a you know, we did touch a scene too with Frank with the hands with we Rocky and Janet with the pole hands so they weren't that close. Yeah, yeah. That's it's great because you, you modernized it with that stuff. That's great. <laughs> you made it for the times we were in. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, where's the furthest you guys have gone to perform this? Us or the cast? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, let's do both. Let's do, I mean, your current, you two, I mean, I know you've done it before you guys put it together. So what, where, where, how far did you guys, uh, did Kyle and Missy go uh, with... Uh, you know, in general, and then how far as a cast have you taken your production? Personally, we performed in West Virginia, Maryland, EC, um, New York, New City. York City. Um, that was just by ourselves. Mm-hmm. It might be more. I don't know. <laughs> it's been a 30 year ride um, of course Edison, New Jersey where I started Susan Sarandon's hometown Okay. Um, oh we playing that card look how cute <laughs> oh we always gotta play that card uh, the cast though I mean we've gone down as far as Reading uh, York, PA um, Harrisburg, uh, the Harrisburg area what's that one? Oh, we did a bowling alley in Harrisburg Trindle Bowl um, where they actually set a, a stage up over three lanes, and they turned off all the scores on the monitors, and we were playing Rocky on all the monitors in the theater in the movie in the bowling alley, and we did Rocky Rocky Horror and bowl, so people are bowling in the lanes next to us while we're performing, and the movie's going on. Okay, that's really cool. Um, that's really freaking cool. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, they even made a special that night at the snack bar, which was uh. A chicken finger with mozzarella sticks uh, for arms and legs and ketchup all over. It was called Eddie in a Basket. Eddie. 
That's good. That's good. That, um, I, and then we went uh, New York. The uh, Elmira shows are probably the the furthest north we okay. went, right? Oh yeah, Elmira. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's that's out there, but I mean, another just great response. You know, um, for so me, we like a two and a half two and a half hour radius okay. from the Scranton area is okay. probably the best. Is kind of what we do, right? Two and a half to three well, hours. Roughly. For me, I grew up in um, Northeast Pennsylvania, but now I go to school in Rhode Island, which is where I am now. <laughs> Just got here. <laughs> but, um, like, last October, I, like, came home just for a show because it's Halloween season and you can't miss a show. <laughs> so that's, like, a five-and-a-half-hour drive one way. <laughs> so... And she didn't get paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. <laughs> well, are there now? And I'm not aware of this, but are there? I mean, there's obviously different groups and organizations in each state. Do you guys get to have talks yeah. with them sometime? Or I mean, you guys already said you collaborated with like you've had people that come from the different areas that can make certain certain shows. But is there like like even like a convention or a you know something for Rocky Horror or anything like that? Yeah, so um, um, I was going to say there's a site that you can go on um, where there's like a map and you can see where casts are all over the world, which is really cool. Um, I haven't been to a show up in New England, but I know there is a cast. I think it's RKO up here. Um, but like I've seen other casts. I've seen Philly cast, the Pittsburgh cast. Um, other than that. That's Our convention's me. actually in Rhode Island in August um, in Providence. Yeah, they're doing uh, a convention. convention. RKO is doing a convention uh, this year. Um, so usually they used to, back when Kyle and I first started, they would have what they called East Coast Con and West Coast Cons. Um, they don't do the really the East Coast. Now they'll, cast will do cons and they'll just like, this one's called RKO something RKO con that they're doing and um each each con committee does it differently now we've talked about doing a con in a year or two but again it's a lot of upfront cost um there, there is like you know the big thing with conventions is they cost a lot of money to put on and then they cost a lot of money to go to mm-hmm. Um, so our, well, I should say Kyle's idea is he's trying to find a way to do a convention in Pennsylvania, um, for lower cost towards the patrons, because a lot of folks don't get to go to conventions because of the high cost of them. And that means, you know, maybe not having the special guests and stuff like that. Um, but actually ours is going to be probably more memorabilia based um, than special guest based. Because we do have a lot of friends that do have a lot of the movie memorabilia that they have collections of over the years. and Trying to just pull all them together to make like a big memorabilia room to make that the attraction. Um, we tried to pull off a convention 15 years ago where it was supposed to be a two-night event at, at a drive-in. Um, and we're actually going to call it Frankenfest. So... But that uh, 
insurance reasons the drive-in on, owner told us is why they shut it uh, shut down the idea. So I don't know. <laughs> so there is something in the works. It's just uh, it's really getting a lot of the moving pieces into place. Okay, something has to take time, and again, another learning experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to go. Um, oh. Thank you for having me. Bye. Oh, the cops there again? No, the I'm going to go. birthday party? Yeah. I, I, tried to, I, I tried to jump out the window, but I'm on the second floor. and You can I, do it. I think I'm needed. Um, but thanks, guys. You jump out the window? Yes, you are. <laughs> Family reunion. Then. Enjoy. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, Erica, for joining Bye. us. Thank you. Bye. Bye. With conventions, um, they're typically, you know, they'll get announced. You can apply for them. Um, you put a video and, you know, why you want to do the con, why you should be selected. And then as they cast the con, they'll usually cast it per scene. So there'll be like multiple people doing different scenes. Okay. Um, we have... Uh, thought about maybe doing smaller versions of that because we do have our partnerships with multiple different casts in the area and just like maybe doing a get together of sorts. There's a drive-in show that we're working with Buffalo right now where she, um, I'm working with the casting director there and she's like, well, do you want to do this per scene? How do you want to do this? Because more of each cast wants to be involved now than they were last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're working on something like um, doing a regular show in kind of a con fashion but then also we have to keep like the ability of the the audience to be able to follow that kind of mindset. Like when you're doing a convention, you're dealing with individuals who Rocky's their thing, mm-hmm. right? So they they know what's going on. Yeah. When you're doing it in a, a one show kind of thing, it's just really making sure that translates really well to the audience so that they can figure out, hey, why is there six Columbias right now? You know, right. so trying to make sure that that's translating over well. Okay. The quote-unquote Eddie swarm, because there's only one Eddie scene, so they usually have five to six people, five to six Eddies and five to six Columbias on screen at the same time. <laughs> and people get really confused. Who's uh, who's the one character that people are playing the least? Eddie. Um. <laughs> That's in this cast. That's very unusual. Usually you have a lot of people who want to play Eddie. Kyle, you're just intimidating. (laughs) I don't know if that's it. (laughs) You're just intimidating, buddy. But no, normally uh, most casts have three to four Eddies, Kyle. And technically we have three. So we have you, we have Clint, we have Emmy. And and actually four if you count um, uh, uh, Vicky when her foot's not broken. <laughs> but um, ah, who needs no, a foot? Actually, I'm having a lot of trouble getting riffraffs lately. Riff so riffraffs and brads are usually my hardest. Okay. Penis. Penis is the hardest part to find in Rocky. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, I noticed. Uh, I mean, um, in the, the Rocky, we got to see at Reading. You guys perform. You had a female as Rocky. Yes. Yep. Um. Uh, that was probably Gina, if I remember correctly. Um, and she is adorable. We love her. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. Okay. Um, currently, we have uh, multiple Rockies. My son, who's um, currently 
in service. So he's not with us anymore. Um, being able to do the show. He actually does not like Rocky Heart. He's performing because mommy says so. It's <laughs> <laughs> just what happens. tank for the U.S. Army. <laughs> he mom says don't play Rocky. And he goes, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And we have Dan. We have uh, Jeff. We have Gina. Um Laura used to play Rocky a lot. Um, I'll do Rocky, but I do Rocky as a guy. So I, I hide all my lady parts and um, I, I stuff my shorts really well. Um, so, and, and that's usually, I, I leave a lot open to... Put on a muscle suit, too. Put on a muscle well, okay, suit. Okay, okay. <laughs> I do not dye the hair blonde. That's not a thing that happens. We do a 4th of July I do show. not look good at We're going to have her come out as Hulk Hogan, but I'm a real American. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you gonna do when Rocky Mania runs wild on you? <laughs> oh yeah! Uh, it, 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 we had a lot of fun. We had the we had the seats um, at the Reading show. What are they? The the, the off the edge seats. They're the, we were up on the balcony, but uh, they were the, like they were like eight seats. Oh, I think they're the best. Because, like, people are always running in the aisles, and, like, sometimes they stop and they talk to you and everything. Yeah. I, when I um, do the Gone show uh, as Magenta, I always, like, sit next to somebody that's sleeping in one of the edge seats, and then I paint it right by them, <laughs> and everyone, like, around them gets all excited. <laughs> um, or, like, if I have a little break, I like to, like, sit down, <laughs> and I'll sit, like, next to an audience member, and I'll, like, interact with them and talk to them and ask them how they're enjoying the show, so. See, that's cool. That's, I love, again, the audience participation is uh, 100% the best part to me of the show. I mean, I love, I enjoy watching the movie, like I said, but the participation is a blast. Uh, but, yeah, where we sat. So we what s- I'm hearing is you dress as Abby, and you want to participate in the movie, so you're joining us on stage. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell you what, you know, I've thought about it. it I don't, as Eddie, I can't sing. I mean, do, do you know, do you know that, I mean, I'm sure you guys know this. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I'm sure you guys know the story and the history behind the movie and all that stuff about, you know, when they offered it to Meatloaf and, and, and he just nailed the song, like, from the get-go. Yeah, but that's the great thing about this. It's all lip syncing. As okay. long as you can do watermelon, 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 it's going to look like look you're like right the, on key. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, you just got to learn the dance steps. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's my... I can teach anybody I how to dance. I can't dance either. <laughs> yeah. I can anyone how to dance. I'm super white. I can't dance. <laughs> oh, we, we can do this. We, we, can get you go- we can get you right on key. I taught Kyle. I can't dance either. Yeah, <laughs> it would be. It would be. No, no pressure. The first time we were doing the Eddie and Columbia dance was when we met at the New York City Gay Pride Parade, and we were doing it right down the Canyon of Heroes, where they throw all the parades in New York. Yeah, and we're sitting there um, doing the Eddie and Columbia dance in the full lift, walking down the Fifth Avenue, and following us is a guy butt naked horseback riding, and him and the horse were both. Painted head to toe in silver paint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's how did your parents meet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the, and, and now that's okay. So that's the first time you two met. Oh my, that's a great. Uh, yeah, 
that's a good story you'll get to tell the grandkids. <laughs> we, we were part of two different casts. I was involved in uh, the Pearl River, New York cast at the time. Um, and we showed up and we were there to, to march with the, the Rocky Horror group. But there was no Rocky Horror group that showed up except us. And I was like, okay, we're a small cast. We can't do this on our own. So I look over and there's this small group of other Rocky people dressed up and he was one of them. No? I wasn't dressed up. We weren't dressed up. Just one of your cast members knew uh, Mike. Five. Like, yeah, you can walk with us. Come on. You, and I was just like, you know the dance. Let's go. And he's like, ah, no, I don't. I do lights. I was like, well, you do Eddie now. <laughs> <laughs> and I taught him the lift. And I so we did the lift and I did the tap dance down New York City Street. Okay. Uh, and then after I taught him the lift, I was like, well, I might as well teach you the dance now. So I spent the next like month or so at his house teaching him the dance. And we wound up de- dating. And yeah. then Stockholm syndrome is what it is. It, but, you know, here we are. Well, I was going to say that was years a, later. That was you know she. That was just an excuse for her to get into the house. That's <laughs> good. Uh, that's a good story, guys. I like that a lot. <laughs> Great story. Oh, well, look now at, we can't get out of this thing. Now we're just stuck. Now you're stuck. <laughs> it was just a guy in the silver paint behind us. Really, that's what made the whole day. I, I'm convinced the problem uh, with us is if we ever decide to quit Rocky Horror, I think we're afraid that we would break up. So that's why we don't quit. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that's all I got to do is quit Rocky Horror. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> First, you threatened me with, if you don't fill out an app, you're not part of cast. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> so she filled out the application for me. <laughs> I did. I did. Oh, Ooh. I filled it out for Kaylee too. Yeah, oh, nobody okay. wanted to fill out the application. I was like, "You guys need to fill out the application because I'm making the rest of the members do it." So I'm assuming you filled it out for your son when he performs too. Yeah, I filled it out for him. I filled it out for John Duesenberry. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of forgery here. Yeah, apparently, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, allegedly, it. allegedly there is. <laughs> but we all love it. Uh, let's. <laughs> Let's go to the lawyer to be in the conversation and find out. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask now at the Reading there Show. There it is. I heard another voice. Uh, at the Reading Show, you had Barry Boswick open the show. Yes. Was that, that was our second time with him, actually. Okay. So how did uh, how did that come about? How did you guys get Barry to? We didn't get Barry. Barry got us. Oh, Okay. <laughs> We got, um, Barry does shows with, uh, the Rocky Horror Fan Club, um, and the president of the Rocky Horror Fan Club sets up, um, what casts are going to be involved with Barry, um, and it's usually the local cast in that area, you know, they don't go out of their way trying to bring anyone in, nothing special, um, it's just, hey, you're in that area, Barry's doing the show, are you guys available that day? And... I got the call, I think, in August for the October show, and they said, do you have a show October 30th? And I was like, no. They said, well, keep it open for us. Uh, we might have something for you. I said, okay. And uh, I called back two weeks later. I was like, yeah, so you want to do a show with Barry and Redding? And I was like, absolutely. Yeah. When can we start advertising? We'll let you know. And then I didn't hear nothing for like, I don't know, till September, the first week of September, and I see online an ad for Barry and uh, 
running and I just screenshotted it and then I sent a message to the fan club and I said, so does this mean I can start advertising it finally? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> How cool was Barry? But, um, that was our, oh, Barry's a blast. He loves, he loves just talking with everybody. I don't know if you have to do <laughs> meet and greet with them. No, I was talking with um, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but Barry, he loves just talking to the fans. He's a super nice guy. Um, like Melissa said, that's our second time with Barry. Um, last year when we were doing the drive-ins, we did the Middletown drive-in, um, Fair Oaks. Five consecutive shows we did were sold out. And um, that was the actual 45th anniversary was two years ago in September. And Middletown was like, this has been so amazing. And, you know, you guys really helped our business this summer. And they said, we want to do something awesome. Can you, do you know anyone that can get a hold of one of the actors? And I said, well, I know a couple people. Actually, I should back up first. First time we approached Fair Oaks to do Rocky Horror, they were like, sure, we'll give this a try. They called their booker. This was right when the pandemic started. And the booker said, Disney won't let any theaters play Rocky because they're scared that it's going to spread COVID, you know, with people being in a venue. And I went to the fan club and I pleaded my case saying, hey, this isn't a drive-in. It's an outdoor show. People are in the safety of their own cars, the whole deal. And he goes, let me see what I could do. Next day, the... Uh, Theater owner calls me up and he goes, I don't know who the fuck you know, but Lou Adler was mentioning my theater's name to the Disney execs saying, let them show Rocky and let's see what happens. And we put the tickets on sale and within the first weekend, they were 75% sold out. Wow. And that's what just led to the five consecutive, you know, over the course of three months, Shows in the fifth show, they were said, well, you obviously know someone, so can you get us any actors? And I called and they said, any actors want to do it? And um, the fan club got us Barry. Yeah. And that's how we got Barry the first time, because of that. So, And he had an absolute blast to drive in. I know that. And we... Uh, as you saw, we do the video packages for the show, and we got them good that show because we found an old video, <laughs> had to be early 70s, of Barry doing Grease. Oh, wow. And we had it on screen, and we dragged him out, and he's like, kind of sounds familiar, and he looks up, and he sees himself on the big screen. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, where the hell did you find this? <laughs> uh, that and then also at venues like Reading, he never sees the pre-shows or anything else that's going on. And because it was a drive-in, he had a kind of a line of sight. And we were doing our pre-show at the time. It was the Greatest Showman pre-show, not the Wizard of Oz that you saw. And because we're outdoors, we had uh, people juggling fire on stilts. And Barry was like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> and Larry from the fan club's like, well, Barry, this is a pre-show. This goes on. Before the show starts, usually while you're in, in another room signing autographs, you never get to see this. This, this is freaking amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. You know, 
That's really cool. So, yeah. Have you had uh, any other uh, cast from the show? Or, from, I'm sorry, from the movie come to you guys? We almost had Meatloaf. Oh. That's a rather tenuous object. Another slice, anyone? Almost had Meatloaf. Yeah. yeah. For that Barry show in, uh, in Middletown, they were also talking with Meatloaf. They were trying to get him. Um, he did do a video introduction, though, for Barry that played before Barry came on stage in Middletown. So uh, we, we still have that, and that's on our Facebook page. Um, you know, so that's kind of cool. That is our, part of our cast history. Um, me and Melissa have met Little Nell at different Patricia. conventions. I, I've met Patricia and, and Richard. Okay, okay. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well um wow i mean that would be cool to get them i, I guess you're not going to get susan sarandon <laughs> no um I, I heard she walked into a show when uh she was doing one of the movies she walked into a show with one of the one of the other cast members in that movie that showed them what rocky's all about okay I know. I think she's more appreciative of Rocky over the last decade or so, right? I mean, that's what I hear. Yeah. Comes back around. She should be. I mean, for all the love the movie, the film gets, for all the hate it got in the first week or month of when it originally was released, and now it's it's what still the longest running uh, film in theaters, correct? I think. I don't know how it's not the number one grossing movie of all time with a 47 years now it's going on. Yeah. But somehow it's not. <laughs> That's weird. Maybe they're not yeah. charging much. <laughs> I maybe think it's because it's not first run. run. Yeah, maybe it's because it's not first run and there's probably like a timeline, like the, the greatest amount of money in this small amount of time yeah. is what I think yeah. It, yeah. it comes down to. Because it wasn't Titanic or something. Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's still, it's still, you could still go to theaters and it's still being shown. Like, there isn't there a theater in Europe that shows it every day? I believe. I don't know. So. Yeah, that's <laughs> that. That's insane, right? For any film to have been to to get to that level, where that somebody will go see it every day. Some, not the same, but. To, somebody different so i mean saying that what is the what is the movie what 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 did it do to you guys uh, you know in each of you to take your turns here to make you want to do what you're doing what did the film say to you when you first saw it or how many times did that make sense what i asked <laughs> like, like why, why the fuck do we keep doing this well, well, no. like when you saw that or why did we start doing when it? you those saw that two different questions yeah when you saw that film what did it say to you that said, "Man, I mean, I love this movie. I love this. This is something I eventually. You know, the more you see it, I really want to be part of this somehow, some way." So for me, um, for me, my start with it was um, I was in really bad, bad depression when I was thirteen, like to the point where I wasn't eating, I wasn't going out with friends, I wasn't doing anything, um, and. One of my really good friends came to the house one day, bribed my mother because he came upstairs in my room. Now, this is a very tall, lengthy person. And I guess for somebody my height, everybody's tall. But he literally barged in my room. He said, 
let's go going out tonight (laughs) he picked me up he threw me over his shoulder he went outside there was a group of a car full of our friends he threw me in the back seat and i was kicking and screaming the whole time no i leave me alone i want to stay home leave me you know the whole nine yards had no clue where i was going absolutely no clue did not sign up for this i get into the back of the car they stop at a dunkin donuts they hand me a costume they said here put this on and i was like i'm not putting this on it's like barely anything they're like (laughs) put on in this costume shush they gave me this costume i put it on i come out and it's like this like leotard thing and and they start painting with body paint fire on my my chest and makeup on my face and doing my hair and i'm just like i'm at this point i'm like okay let's go home can i go home now can i can i just go home now because i don't want to be here so we pull into the parking lot, and at that time, um, the theater was in Paramus. It was Paramus 35. There's a whole Facebook page dedicated to it. Um, and unbeknownst to me, they put this giant V on my forehead as they were doing my makeup. <laughs> right? Keep in mind, still no idea no who idea where we're going. They're just saying, we're going to the movies. We're so, going to the movies. So like, at okay, this point, I've never gone never to the movies like this. So at this point, you've never seen the movie. Nope. Did you know no. about the movie at this point? No clue. No okay. clue. Okay. Just wanted to go home. Just wanted to like die in my bed and be left alone. Did not want to be there whatsoever. At thirteen. Oh, so, yeah, thirteen, at, ready to die. All, all the way, to, <laughs> all the way to the world on your shoulders. Yep. Yeah. Life was very dramatic and very much like nope, not having it. So I get out of the car. Right. And I was like, and at this point I was pissed now. So now I wasn't upset about being at it. Now I was just pissed off that I was here and I was looking like this. And there's this guy, big man in a kilt with a sword that turns on his heels, looks at me and goes, and starts running at me with a pack of other people behind him in my direction. And I'm like, I start running. I start running the parking lot. I'm like, I'm like, what the hell's going on? Next thing I get picked up, I get dragged into the theater. I get stood in front of the ticket booth. Money gets put on the table and they go, one sacrifice. And I'm like, where am I? What is happening? You know, so I get walked in. And at this point, I'm a little scared now. Now I'm like, okay, this isn't a normal movie. I'm not going to see Jason's Revenge or anything. What's going on? You know? So they sit me in a seat and they do their whole pre-show. And at that time it was virgin notes. So your friends would write these notes of the most embarrassing story about you. And it would be read out loud at the theater. They'd be like, where is Missy? And I'll be like, "Eh?" and they would read this note about this embarrassing story that only your friends knew about you to this entire theater of people you didn't know. Um, It was horrible. And then how they did their virgin popping is they would get you into the aisle, they would lay you on the floor. One of their crew members, a cast member or a stage crew member, would get on top of you, straddle you, and you would have to like eat a Tootsie Roll. Like they would hold a Tootsie Roll and, you know, and you would fake an orgasm. So it was, um, you know. At 13, good. 80, early 90s. Yeah. So all that stuff was okay back then. You can't do that. Sure. Now. <laughs> you know, or there would be lawsuits. Um, but uh, did that show, sat there in the edge of my seat, was completely amazed by the performance, by the audience participation. 
by the end of it, I was hooked and I was joining the cast the very next show. Oh, wow. I was like, I have to do this. This is, you know, so, so I wasn't a hermit anymore. I was out, dude, this is what I did every weekend. And my mom actually had her reservations and I had my drama teacher talk to my mom and convince my mom that this was like the best thing for me. And she made it, she handmade all my costumes for me. Wow. Yeah, that, so that's cool. That's it was like cool. a three generation thing, you know, with my mom and my yeah, daughter, yeah. and yeah. <laughs> Kelly, do you want to sing? Look, I have friends. There was definitely worse things I could have been doing on a Friday and Saturday night. Absolutely, you know? than eating a tootsie roll out of. <laughs> so, Kaylee, how did you? Well, why are a, you still doing? Why are you still hooked? How How did you get hooked? Other on than this? partially forced. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have a unique experience with Rocky. Um, so I guess like it was never a question of if I join cast, but when <laughs> and what I do. <laughs> so like I started at the Philly con, I guess, according to other people <laughs> as Dr. Scott in Dr. a Scott. like stroller, <laughs> baby Dr. Scott. Um, when we I was six months old, three months old, three months old, three months. And it was a convention, <laughs> and during the costume contest, we kind of just wheeled her out on a stroller, going, "Young Doctor Scott," and you know, it's of course, still- there was a convention that we do so many people there, and they all just laughed and applauded, and <laughs> it just yeah, it went from yeah. there. And then, um, like I, I was going to shows, obviously, because. Going to shows was easier than getting a babysitter. Um, <laughs> uh, and, like, I would bring my Cabbage Patch Kid, and I'd go, and then I'd, like, fall asleep. And I'd fall asleep, like, halfway through the movie, and it wasn't until I, like, got a little older that, like, I stayed up for the whole movie. And I cried the first time I saw Frankenfurter die. <laughs> but I never cried when Eddie died, which was my dad on stage. <laughs> um... Yeah. And then I guess like around eight years old, I started going on stage to do like the time work and help with stage crew and moving props. But like at that point, I was already helping like make prop bags. Um, And then 13, I like started doing magenta. Um, And like, yeah, I didn't really have a why does this matter to me moment? (laughs) It was more like a, this is my family and I'm part of a community and I always have been. And that's what you do. I mean, like the cast members changed my diapers and now like I'm on stage with them and like, I go to parties with them and we all hang out. We're in group chats together. So it's just like, this is what I have always known. (laughs) And I don't really like, there's no reason to end. I have fun and I love everybody there. Um, so it's mostly the people for me and just like how welcoming everybody is all the time, no matter who you are, or where you come from, everybody's always ready yeah. to give you a hug yeah. <laughs> no matter what's going on in your life too. So like I was going through my teenage first breakup edgy phase and like I could go to Rocky and there was somebody there I could talk to yeah. that would understand or like, 16 looking at colleges i could complain about it to somebody that wasn't my parents so it was great that's really cool 
did you did you ever okay so you grew up literally watching like the live action stuff going on right did you ever yes. take your time to just take go by yourself and sit down and watch the movie for yourself uh oh what happened <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, I see what you did. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so to just, like, sit down and watch the movie by myself. I, like, so for a while, we weren't allowed to have the movie <laughs> because it was, like, other people. Yeah, that's me. Before and after. Good magenta. Yeah. So it was, like, other people would come over to, like, learn their roles. And, like, I'd sit there with the remote and help my mom. And I'd be like, you're wrong. Do it again. So we didn't actually own the movie for a very long time. So, like, I only saw it at shows or, like, if I was training people with my mom. Wow. Um, And then, like... Part part of your training was to bring your own copy of the movie with you. Yeah. To show us that you were serious. Okay. Okay. Um, But then... I was, like, at a Halloween party with my friends in freshman year of high school. And they had, like, all gotten into Rocky at that point. And they were like, this is so cool. We want to, like, be part of the cast. So we just, like, all sat down and watched the movie in full costume. And they were like, Kaylee, you have to say every callback line because you're the only one that knows it. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Like, kind of like a a party animal being, like, told to dance. (laughs) Um, But I never just, like, sit down and watch Rocky for my own enjoyment. No, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's kind of funny. (laughs) I can say the movie. I can say all the dialogue that I watched. So you don't have to watch it. You could literally, if you wanted to, you could talk, do it yourself. Yeah, that's pretty... Times like because I always play magenta and I'll be like in the back of the theater with my space suit ready to like do the bad bitch thing, and sometimes I'll just like stand there and do all of the dances for each character. Like I'll do the Columbia one and the Rocky one while the people are on stage, and I'm like I'm doing better than they are right now, <laughs> just because like I know the movie so, so well, well yeah. because it's just ingrained in my head. And I have had to train everybody with my mom since, like, I was born. That's great. (laughs) Good for you. Congratulations on the whole thing. That's great. Now I'm at college in Rhode Island, so it's, like, six hours to get to a show. I might have an excuse to skip out on a couple. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to, though? No, I love it. Like, I can't go very long without going to a show i'm like i need to go (laughs) especially because like i have all these friends there um but once once you go like every single month for 18 years it's good to get a little break (laughs) yeah i would yeah doing it yeah doing the same thing can be a little daunting um tedious (laughs) yeah yeah you did just show here's uh this is from a few years ago i don't know how well it's going to pick up Oh, wow. I'm pale as shit. That's my wife as Frank Furter, and that's myself as uh, a moviegoer. <laughs> or as one of the uh, partygoers, so, yeah. Pennsylvania. And I that, still say right. you both should join. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, you know, I... I think... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say another, like, unique thing is, like, I was born in 2002. 
So, wow. like, everybody else is like, well, I grew up in the 90s, mm-hmm. and I saw that, like, it's hype. Like, I watched it, like, bro. But, like, I've seen the shows get, like, smaller and then bigger mm-hmm. and then smaller again as, like, the years have gone on. And, like, I see, like, when it picks up is, like, usually, like, when the Glee episode dropped and they did a Rocky Horror show, then we had, like, a lot of people. Yeah, parents walking out going, wait a minute, John Stamos ain't in this? Yeah. (laughs) Or, like, when Wallflower came out and they did the Rocky Horror Picture show in the movie and then everyone came and they were like, we want to see what was in that movie. Um, And, like, I just had to read a book for my freshman year is called my freshman year and they talked about the rocky horror picture show so then like a bunch of people in my class were like what's the rocky horror picture show and i was like i can tell you everything about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then like a bunch of people at my college wanted to go see a show so like it definitely has like it's ups and downs and like it's it's still going so strong even was it 50 years later that's yeah. crazy yeah oh yeah absolutely <laughs> i mean well the fact that like you said you were 2002 when did the movie come out 77 76 76 yeah before my dad was born like that's why 74 74 it'll be 47 this year okay yeah yeah so the, yeah i mean and it and it flopped when it came out it it you know the, <laughs> But yet, everybody still learns about it, and everybody has to, you know, find a way to see it. Um, That's why we laugh, though, too, because Fox did the remake with the new cast or whatever a couple years ago, and everyone's like, that flopped. That was horrible. And we're like, that's what everyone said about the original one, yeah. too. And yeah, that's what happened. So, Boy. <laughs> well, know? For um, me, it's so... And I explained to a lot of people, it was that was just Hollywood's shadow cast version of Rocky. It's the same thing we do at theaters all across the okay, country. Okay, okay. That's a good way to look at it. Okay. Um, I, yeah, as somebody who, I, I'm going to have to watch it the way you just mentioned it. That, that That's a good point. Because every, The usher I've seen in the beginning is wonderful. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'll, I, yeah, I'll, you know, I have to rewatch it now. Um, I, I never thought of looking at it that way, though. But, yeah, everybody is re-performing it their way. You're right. So I didn't give it a thought that that's... Okay, so, yeah. Kyle, how did you... What what, what you know? What happened that uh, you decided this was going to be something uh, you did? I was 14, and my one friend... I didn't have a whole car full. I had one friend was like, we're going to go check out this movie at midnight. And I was like... What movie? Rocky Horror. I'm like, okay. So I went with them, and uh, it just it was a place just full of metalheads and you know people that were like-minded like me, and just girls that would talk to me. So yeah. you know, girls that would talk to me. I was waiting for the girls <laughs> to get pulled because he says there's the yeah. only one reason a straight guy goes to Rocky, right? Okay. Our, our, our demographics, I'll tell everyone on this right now on the podcast, our demographics is 70% female, 30% male, and out of the 30% males that are going, probably more than half of them are gay. So if you're a straight male at Rocky that is secure, you can really clean up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I just showed you what my wife was wearing the one of the times, and she's worn that costume several times. That's the most she'll go out. At, that's the only time she'll go out like that at all. Ever, ever, you know that much, yeah. So, and I've we seen. We have a venue called Endless Mountain Theaters, and we would do a Toys for Tots show there. And the owner of the theater would forego any money at the door um, as long as you bought a new unwrapped toy. And they went as far as they got two Marines in full dress blues to take the toys at the door. These guys are in their full uniforms, you know, marine cuts, and they would leave there with seven to eight boxes full of toys and over four hundred dollars in cash. But the priceless part of the night was watching them as it was a December show. So girls would come in with long coats on, and as soon as they would get in the door and the heat would hit, they'd take these coats off, you'd be wearing similar to what your wife was dressed like, and these guys' faces would just drop continuously. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, by the end of the night they were playing hacky sack with the cast in the parking lot in the full dress boots. oh that's great <laughs> that's fun i i've seen I, I mean sometimes i don't understand uh you know i have no problem with the costumes but there's some people go to different lengths i've seen women in nothing but a body stocking completely see-through at some of these shows and i'm like it, it's you know kind of chilly you know <laughs> But yeah, I, it's it is fun to be in the crowd and everything like that. It, it really is. Um, well, speaking of that, because like now during the movie, she, uh, even during the movie, she has uh, the and I'm talking about Columbia's character. She has a, a a nip slip once or twice. Has any has, has any been any cast members? You get Brad in his underwear. Anybody ever have a, a wardrobe malfunction while performing? I'd All like right. to. Uh, yeah, you can talk about it, and then should I talk about it? You because go going back to my first show with my first boyfriend and like my friend there, my mom was playing Columbia and let her nip slip. <laughs> so for the rest of middle school, everybody said Kaylee DeFina's mom has pepperoni nipples. <laughs> And it was traumatizing. <laughs> that will be recorded in infamy on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> because I had to deal with that throughout middle school. Um, there's nothing wrong with yeah. pepperoni nipples. Yeah. I, one of my friends saw my mom. He was like, that's pepperoni nipples. Oh and I was like, God. please stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> So, so it does happen, apparently. Yes, it does. Okay, so I I play an extremely, like, oh, not so much now because I'm a little older now. They don't sit where they're supposed to be anymore, you know. So I'm a little self-conscious about the boob area. But when, for the majority of my Rocky run, I would be screen accurate Columbia. So... I had it perfectly fine where, you know, when she drops out, you know, I would drop the, drop the top turn. It would be there. I'd cover it up. I'd pull it back up, you know, um, that whole nine yard to the point where my husband actually bought me, um, multicolored sequence pasties for floor show. And I was like, okay, do you not want me to drop my top anymore? Because if that's making you uncomfortable, I won't do it. Um, but yeah, I was, from the beginning, very free. Now, I did have a costume malfunction 
way early in my um, in my Rocky career. It was um, I remember I started when I was thirteen. Mm-hmm. Okay, keep this in mind, everybody. I started when I was thirteen, so I wasn't dropping the top that early. Yeah. Um, Thank goodness. But I was I was playing Trixie, right? And my Trixie costume that this had to be about fourteen years old, um, and I was wearing a strapless black bra and little panties and doing the strip Trixie, but only down to the bra and panties. You know, I wasn't going any further than that. So. And everyone knew, like everyone had seen my Trixie before. I was one of the regular Trixies. So I'm getting through it and you could hear a pin drop in the audience. It was very, very quiet and which was very, it's unusual at Rocky, especially during science fiction double feature, you know? So, and I'm going, I'm going through the whole routine and I'm doing double feature picture show. And I'm like, you know, all into it and the whole nine yards. Unbeknownst to me, my strapless bra, is hanging down by my waist. And I had no clue (laughs) until I brought my hands down. I touched it and I felt it and I I covered it up and I ran off stage and I was like, and one of the guys came over the cast and they're like, oh my God, that was great. The audience loved it. I said, why didn't you tell me? Like, you guys know I don't drop, drop, drop top. I don't do that. Like, and they're like, oh, we thought you knew. I was like, I did not just go through an entire song topless because I knew. Yeah. yeah I had no clue. And plus, I was 14 at the time. Like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> and to be early 90s, so it was still not crazy frowned upon. But I was 14 at the time. There's pictures of that performance out there somewhere. Oh, my God. But, yeah. So that was a big costume malfunction. Um, I never ever has have done Trixie again with anything strapless. I have a strap on at all times now, um, always. Um, but yeah, that's very dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> remember ten years ago, one of our Rockies called us and was like, "You got to take down photo number, whatever number." This is about ten years ago. We're like, why? Because my sack's hanging out the bottom of my shorts. <laughs> We had a live shot of it. And I said, well, it's a good picture. I'm not taking it down. So what I did was I um, photoshopped a yeah. pair of Rocky lips and put it over his sack. <laughs> from, that, from that point on, though, we've always kind of had a rule of uh, double up on the underwear. Double up on the stage. underwear, yeah. Oh, we, don't, we don't want to see yeah. your sack. Yeah. <laughs> Duct tape it. That's great. Um <laughs> When you guys, so now you guys said you said earlier you're starting up back uh, in March. So you're starting up now, or uh, the first show this year is April. <laughs> yeah, the first show is in April. So the going on. Yeah. I can check what, when it is and where it is. And then um, we're doing something a little ambitious, and I keep wondering if it's a good idea. Um, we're doing a different pre-show at each show. So we're doing an homage to Broadway. Okay. Since we are back and stuff. So the first pre-show is going to be from Greece, um, some 11. Uh, but then we're doing a different pre-show. For each. Every or after, yeah. Okay. So um, a different Broadway. So the first one actually really started. Uh, we did um, Rent uh, this year when we were at the uh, Emmaus Theater. So we kicked it off with that, and then the next one is Greece. Um, Our um, first show is 
April 16th at the Emmaus yeah, Theater. I get that cast list out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how many will you I'll do? I'll work on the rotation. I promise. <laughs> how many will you do a year? Um, 12 to 13 shows. Okay. Haley right County was on the books. Yeah, that's on the books. We have some others in the works. Okay, I see. Right now, on the books. And that's just looking for something in May. May and June. Yeah. All right. Was there anything I may have missed that you guys wanted to get out there for uh, everybody? I mean, we'll attach links, websites, Facebook. We'll attach all that. Uh, Any social media you guys got, we'll put it in in the links here. If you want to drop them now, you can. Um, But was there anything I missed, a a good story or something that uh, you just wanted to share? Favorite Rocky Horror injury, guys? Oh, my God. Nobody? Come mm. on. Uh, any Columbia that's not fully trained, and when you slide them down after a lift as an eddy, and you jump up to land on top of a straddle, and they don't have their knees down. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a fun Rocky Horror injury. <laughs> it can happen whenever. You never know. Yeah. I got a concussion as a Columbia, so I was um, I had spent probably a good two months training up this eddy. Uh, we were learning the lift on the streets of Jersey City. <laughs> not Kyle. I, I will. I won't drop the name, but I'll say not Kyle. That's fine. Um, the guy had it down. The guy was good to go. You know, um, and the one thing you don't do as an eddy is when you're going into the lift, you want to have a good stance. So you want to almost have like a football yeah. bent knee stance, right? So he must have just got stage fright or forgot his training or whatever. But when we went into the lift, he had his legs together and his legs straight as a board. Oh. Straight as a board. And we went left. We went right. We went center. We went up. And he buckled his head. My head ricocheted off his and then powered, drived into the concrete. He fell on top of me. I... Came to, like, people ran to the stage, and I was like, back up, we're good. I said, you okay? And he's like, yeah. He's like, you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Can you perform? I was like, yeah. Then get up and go. He's running already. Because since he dropped me, and it, it was to the point where love, hate came on, and he was supposed to go. Um, so we did the whole show. Um, went to a party after. I had a, I popped a few seizures. Uh, wound up in the hospital with a concussion. Um, and then next night I was at the show a little late, but ready to perform Trixie. And as soon as I ran in, I got told to sit down that I wasn't performing that night. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was, uh, probably my best. I also broke my toe training. Somebody had to do the lift. Um, we were in a house again, not Kyle. <laughs> Just want to make that clear. <laughs> I, know um, I uh, Kaylee knows who this Eddie is. <laughs> And we were learning in a house and he just misjudged the ceiling level. And he literally put my foot through the ceiling and broke my toe. Oh. <laughs> there was the show that we did at the hotel in Edison where I put you up in the lift and she put her foot through a chandelier <laughs> in the hotel. Hotel Bobby, there was that. You <laughs> remember <laughs> the ankle Do you remember What's when that? you broke my ankle? Oh, yeah, with the swarm and 
We did a whole swing dance routine instead of the Eddie oh, running. No, no, wait. Let me stop you. Let me stop you. So we were doing a swarm where there was five Eddies and five Columbias, and Kyle wanted to, our dance to stand out a little bit more. So he was a little prideful. It was adorable. Yeah. Right? So he wanted to add on to our dance. So instead, I didn't want to be running in between two guys looking like I'm chasing a train. Like no. So thanks. instead of running, like we <laughs> did, he wanted to like we'll do our normal lift and we'll get up. And we'll do this arm lock thing and a flip over this, you know, and down. And we were practicing it and practice it. And it was fine. And then we wanted to practice some more at the theater, right? And as we're practicing at the theater, he lowered himself too far and I dropped too soon and I split my ankle. Oh. So, oh. of course, you know me. This is convention. I wrapped the damn ankle and I performed. Oh. And then I went on to do shock treatment the next day. And then I let them take me to the hospital and notice that my ankle was broken. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I've gotten really messed up doing Columbia. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know for healthcare either. Not only do we do this. Yeah. <laughs> a crack in my skull right here oh my from when I was dropped on my head. I have an actual, like, you can feel the crack in my skull. <laughs> That's we could offer anyone that wants to join cast is a free ride in the cast purse. That's what yeah. I that's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I know. And that's not a joke. We actually do have one. Yep. I've seen the hearse. For, our sticker, as far as I know, is on yes. one of the windows. <laughs> yes. So when are we seeing you as Eddie? I need to know where my Oh God. Is. I'm I'm afraid now. Who am I dancing with? I don't want to hurt anybody <laughs> or myself. <laughs> well, we can such with a girl that played Rocky. And then yeah, we'll just get your wife to come in and kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gina's the best. Yeah, she could dance. <laughs> I The funny thing is I hear you laugh before it comes over here, which is like really hard not to react to that laugh first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to, um, I don't know. Uh, you know, as much as I'd love to try, it would definitely... Man, it would be fun. I know that. It would dream it, be it. Amazing that far. Yeah, well, Come on, you'd make a great Eddie. Let me put you in. <laughs> I'll, ha I'll have to think about it. I mean, I'm hoping you guys are coming around here again so we can come see it again. Probably. <laughs> yeah, the Reading uh, Performing Arts Center, they did enjoy the show. Um, and we were talking about we want to follow up with them at some point. Um, it might not be Halloween time um, and probably won't be, you know, an attraction like Barry, but uh, it would uh, include a lower ticket cost. It would be a lot of fun and <laughs> yeah. hopefully, you know, get even more people to come out and get involved. Yeah, we had a blast. We, I mean, every time we go to, no matter how it's being done or shown, uh, we always have a good time. My, my wife loves it. and It's, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's something we do every year. It's tradition to go see it, to go see it performed or the movie. So, it, so we have some questions for you. Oh, please! So, how many different casts have you seen, and who have you seen? Oh God, I don't even know the name. Yours is literally the first name of the cast that I can remember that we saw. I've seen it performed live without the movie. We've seen it performed live without the film. Like we we her the first time I took her, uh, we had Genesius Theater here in town, um, 
and I knew she was a fan, so I got his front row tickets for it. It was performed live. Um, like I said, no movie. The movie was not shown. They did the whole thing. They sang it. They they performed. They did the the the, the uh, lines and everything. And we had a blast. That's literally that where, that's literally where yeah, I that saw that. What? That was probably the play. Yeah, I, I would imagine, but I, that's literally where yeah. I got my first taste of the crowd and everything, because that's where the college girls were showing up in nothing but fishnet stockings. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was, um, but then we, like, we've gone to the museum, they, they show it at our local planetarium, and they, they have the whole floor covered in plastic, so you can throw everything and do everything. We've seen it there. Um, I know we saw it at another theater, and I can't remember which one. That might have been the second time we went to go see it. So I'm going back a good. I'm going back a good twenty years. So we've seen, yeah. So, uh, but I know the last four prior to that, we, we just watched you guys. We had seen it at the the museum's planetarium. So they didn't have anybody performing. Seventeen years ago, was it possibly at the Hamburg Strand across near the Cabela's there? I was thinking that or Kutztown. If it was the Hamburg Strand 17 years ago, that was us. No, no shit. <laughs> Jesus. See, I, I, and I was trying to remember. One. Didn't we do a college? Didn't we do Cook's University? Wasn't that the church? No, the college we did. Oh, that was, was Lehigh University. Oh, Lehigh. Oh, that's yeah. another story. Yeah, that's a story. Lehigh University contacted us to do a show one time. And they really didn't give us much information. just gave us a date and said, oh. we'll have everything set up for you. So we get there that night, we're like, all right, well, where are we performing? And they lead us into the campus church on a Saturday night. And they're like, we can move the altar out of the way, and we'll have the audience sitting in the pews. And then we're like, well, we're going to need some kind of changing rooms. So they let us into where the priest gets ready and the altar boys. And there's our Frank leaning up against the giant, you know, gold cross that the altar boy would carry down at the beginning of Mass, pulling on his fishnets. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, people came out in costume, and my wife called the virgins up, and there was two girls dressed as nuns as virgins at this show. Oh, my. And my wife grabbed their ankles and had cast members get behind them and told them to do their best faking of an orgasm in church. Oh, my God. The bedroom yeah. team so, was done on the altar. Oh, my God. <laughs> And all I kept saying was, I'm going to hell for this. Did, I'm going to hell for this. Okay, did they know what they were getting into here? Did they? We never got a call back, so I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Oh, my God. So, was that bowling alley, a church. Yeah drive-ins. We'll really do it. Anyway. Uh, the old, oh, the Firehouse. The old Endless Mountain Theater. Yeah, we did Firehouse show. Firehouse. Uh, the Endless Mountain Theaters got sold and is now a church. So yeah. that's the second church that we've... Yeah. Um, there's not a holy water to go around for this cast. <laughs> Rocky. Yeah. I'm sorry, the what? Oh. I got my first job because of Rocky. Because the guy... That like was the what was he the owner of Endless Mountain? The owner of Endless Mountain was then Mountain. the manager. Vince and 
my dad was like, hey, you remember me? Give my daughter a job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey. So there was another time we did the show at the Volunteer Firehouse. And, you know, how every firehouse has like a rec area. And someone rented it out to do a graduation party for their son. They really enjoyed the movie. And there's our Frank. He was getting ready in between two fire trucks in the Bay Area. And all of a sudden, the alarms go off. And the firefighters come running in to grab the trucks. And there's Frank pulling up his stockings in full makeup. And they all just stop, dead tracks. And they're <laughs> looking at him. And he just goes, I love men in uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> they could not get in those trucks and out of there fast enough. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Another one to do is the show in York. We found a cast member because our Janice car broke down on the way to the show. And my wife looks at me and goes, we have no one else to do Janet. We're like two and a half hours away from every other cast member. She goes, you're doing Janet. And points at me. I'm like, I'm not fucking doing Janet. There's like 1,300 people in the audience for this place oh, wow. on a New Year's Eve show. Tradition. So I'm like, at the time I smoked cigarettes, so I was like, I'm not doing fucking Janet. She's like yelling at her friend Raven. She's like, take your fucking bra off. We got to get it on him and fucking start stuffing it, all this other stuff. And I'm like, I'm not doing Janet. So I just took, grabbed my pack of smokes, took off, went outside, started chain smoking, looked around. I see this girl dressed as Janet. I'm like, you, come here. Ever perform? You want to? Dragged her in their back into the casting area. And I go, here's your Janet. I'm not playing Janet. <laughs> the girl stuck with us for like three or four years in cast after that. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you guys. This is the 20th anniversary coming up, correct? For you guys. 19th. Oh, night. Okay, night. <laughs> We've been doing it a year yes, older than our daughter. Hold on, Kaylee. How old are you? I'm, I'm going to turn 19 in June. Okay, so the 19. So we're, we're 20. Oh, yeah, we're turn 20, 20 in June. <laughs> oh, okay. So you okay? I got it. Okay, so it is the 20th. So yeah, so that's how we we that's how we gauge that stuff, right there. So you guys, so, Kaylee, how old are you? <laughs> I mean, some. I mean, you're not. You already said you're doing a different uh, opener from different musicals. Any is that part of the the 20th anniversary? Or is that just because? Well, Kyle wanted to do a Mozart, like with Broadway being closed and everything. He wanted to, you know, really like um, do a merchandising thing with like giving, you know, giving it back to Broadway. Yeah. Um, so that that's that's really the behind the season there. I don't think he thought of the 20th anniversary and planned for anything for it, no. but I think he should now. <laughs> no, it would just be, it'd be two X's and look like a Dostecki's bottle. <laughs> I, I i mean for 20 years of doing dreams yeah that's a big thing kyle you i agree talk, talk to me 25 quarter of a century quarter, a well you sound like you have too much on your plate uh, yeah. <laughs> the kids are out of the house join? But, wait okay what happened kelly <laughs> I said the kids are out of the house. He has extra time. Yeah. Anyway, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. I, I think you need to add the, the twenty years of Sweet Translucent Dreams on. on I think on so. Yeah. 
It's okay. You Twenty can... years of infection. Yeah, okay. it's a phone call. It's a phone call to your art guy. That's all it is. Twenty years infected. You gotta come over here and sit. Ooh, who who are we sitting? <laughs> Did the co-host finally make she, it? She, no, she. My wife is down here. I, I called her to come to say hello. Uh oh, we lost. Uh-huh. They did oh see. They, they, they did see your picture. Hi. <laughs> Hi. How are you? Hi. <laughs> Missy is trying to get me to play Eddie for something. She's trying to train me. I'm like, no. I'm like, <laughs> uh. and, then, and then you can play Frank, and you get to and kill you can him play on stage. Frank. Come on. You want to do every kill. weekend when he's home? Yeah. Let's do this. Oh my gosh. Oh uh, please, yeah, please don't unplug anything, dog. <laughs> Good boy, go away. So, oh, no. oh, I had Papa. Every year, I, I know you've dreamed of killing him repeatedly. <laughs> I understand. I'm married. There's My so wife st- dreams of killing me. So you get to do it on stage if you play Frank and he plays Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. So, uh, <laughs> Kyle, Missy, Kaylee, this is my wife, Samantha, Sam, Kyle, Missy, and Kelly. Hello, guys. <laughs> so, Eddie, Hello. Columbia, and Magenta. Ah, okay. <laughs> Well, she wasn't the magenta at the show your wife was at. No, no. At college, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was, they asked when uh, about our, the performances we've gone to and seen and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was talking about the live stage we saw and everything. And oh, yeah. That the last few years we've been to. Well, there was one theater. I know we went to see it, and I can't remember where we went to see it, but that was a while ago. And I don't remember where. Was it Genesis? Well, that was the first one. That was the first time I took you to go see it. And another theater. Yeah, we saw it somewhere else, and I cannot remember. I can't remember. I'm sorry. We got asked this past year um, to attend a dress rehearsal for people that were doing the play version. And you just sit in the crowd for their full dress rehearsal and unload them with every line that we know. Just so we can get them ready for yeah. whatever might get said during the actual showings that they had. So that was kind of fun, too. Oh, so you guys did that already? Yeah, that was last year. Okay. Uh, it was like a Wednesday night. We just went, hung out at the theater. And so you just hammered them. see the dressers. That's really cool. That's really <laughs> Wow. So okay. So any anything else we've had? You. I mean, we're going on two hours, folks. I don't know what if there's anything we might have missed or something. I mean, oh, there's lots we've missed. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, twenty years. That's a, a lot yeah. going on. How, how many cast members have you think you've had over those twenty years? Yeah, at least a hundred. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Wow. It's a rotating door, you know. So you you got. I say three hundred if you got all the people that just came for one show, and then we're like, "Oh, now forget this. Too much work." <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> okay. It, it, it does take some work. It does take some dedication. Um, you know, um, I I remember one person had joined up. You know, wanting to know. You know, when they joined, they were like, "Oh, so how much do we get paid?" I was like, "No, no, no. This is volunteer. We do this for fun." And they're like, "What?" Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, it's it's you know." And it, that's a dying concept, like mm-hmm. nowadays, that you know somebody would do somebody something just for the love of it, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and just for the fun of it. Yes, our theaters make money, um, so we're not technically a nonprofit because somebody's making a profit off of us, right? But it's not us. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's strictly for the love of it. But it does take work. It takes dedication. 
as a casting director, I have requirements. I want your costume to be, you know, as screen accurate as possible, you know, um, 75% at, 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 at the least. And then, you know, show me you're, you're continuing to try there afterwards. So you have your starter costume and then you're improving it every few months or so, you know. So it's not like we have high demands, but we want you to, to be able to, you know, be as screen accurate as possible so you can have fun doing it because... It's a shadow cast. The point of the matter is to like look and act like the characters that you're portraying, but then putting, giving it your own flair, your own type of excitement. You know, like obviously Eddie and Columbia doesn't do an extravagant lift during their dance, but we throw that in there. You know, um, there's no, can I say the word dildo on here? Yeah. We, <laughs> okay. We said there's fuck no a dozen times, but you can't say dildo. Or, uh, or drildos, you know, in the movie, yeah. but. We add that little personal flair and, and excitement, you know. And my daughter logs off at the word dildo. Hi, honey. <laughs> going, back to, going back to scarring my child for life for the, the love of Rocky Horror. It's really just a matter of just having fun, having your stuff together. Yeah. Um, there's some casts out there that are extremely screen accurate they're they they want you to do you know they want you to mirror it exactly um i ran, run it a little looser than that like they don't come here to see the movie if they wanted to see the movie they could watch the movie at home mm -hmm. they come for that funny entertainment you know have fun with it well, what's you know? gonna happen They'll, Make it your own living, breathing creature and your own outlet for that artistic flair. You know, opposed you want to you to know the movie and know it inside and out if you're with us. What we want you to know is so this way you know how to improv. leave a scene, improv, and then merge back into that scene almost seamlessly. Yeah. So you can add that extra little part to it. Because each... each each performance is different. Yep. Every night, different. there's always uh, something different. We'll do 13 shows this year, and all 13 shows will be 13 different casts with 13 different performances. Yeah. Probably 13 different pre-shows, and we'll have different callback lines at each show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what's another thing that's cool about it. Even every time we've gone to see it, there's always something different and something new. You know, even with the uh, audience reactions, I always find something new, learn something new. So, I mean, it, it is a lot of fun. I love I love watching it. I know, it's fun. like I said, she's watched it nine times every October. <laughs> like, I, I think my most favorite, like, even for us, it's different every time. My most favorite new thing that had happened um, was last year. I hadn't played Frank. Like, my cast had not seen me play Frank. In probably over 10 years, right, Kyle? Oh, wow. About mm -hmm. that? Seven. Oh, seven, seven, maybe. Yeah. So, like, everybody was I very much anticipating this show of me coming back as Frank. And we're, I'm getting through the whole show. And, of course, I'm going through jitters myself because I hadn't done it in a while. I'm not remembering the blocking 110%. I could be doing this for 30 years, but I'm still, you know, out of practice. And I remember, like, we were doing... Um, 
Hey, guess who's joining us? Hey, <laughs> hi. Welcome to the party. <laughs> Technology hard. Just found Link. You notice, you notice I stopped telling my story for a hot second because I wasn't sure who was coming on. And this is like, I was like, wait a minute. Is this a work thing happening? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I know. Uh, Kyle, Missy, Kelly, this is uh, my normal co-host, Bob B3. Hi, how are you? Oh, Bob, oh no, he's muted. You're muted, Bob. You're muted. <laughs> Technology. There we go. There it is. <laughs> I'm, be I'm, I'm better muted, but thanks for putting up with me anyway. Awesome. I can hear him just fine. Uh, <laughs> Look at you. Oh, boy. That's, she, nice. that's not nice. She gave it away too easy. Right now I'm fighting <laughs> a nice. fucking monster <laughs> to keep him from unplugging us. So, Bob, when you came in, I was telling my, we were just talking about, you know, Rocky being new and different and okay, things happening. Um, like, you can go to a, 13 different shows this year and see 13 different things. So, one of the things that had happened to me that was really different was I was playing Frank for really the first time in 10 years um, at a Mayus Theater. Now, if you know a Mayus Theater, um, fine, whatever, Kyle. But if you know a Mayus <laughs> Theater, um, there's a train that cat that's right next to the theater so as you're at a show you will hear a train whistle blowing through so it was a completely quiet theater riff had just burst through the doors what is done and the next line was going to be frank saying wait i can explain so the train comes by right at this moment and i go wait I have a train. And the whole crowd just broke down laughing. It was complete improv. It was completely right. on the ball. Like the train was passing at the right moment. The theater was quiet. People could hear it. It was, it just. Somebody was actually recorded it and shared it with us too. Oh, wow. Yes. So we have that yeah. moment. And Very. that's like my new favorite Rocky moment because yeah. I was like, it was just. Luckily, I was on my feet enough to break character and then go back into yeah, it and just yeah. continue, you know. Um, but it was like one of those, you know, that's never going to happen again moments, you know. Like you had to, well, I guess not since somebody recorded it, but you were supposed to have to be there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> See, here's the, the reason uh, what really wanted Bob with us tonight is because he's never seen the movie. Oh, Virgin! <laughs> 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 well, real, I got my kilt on. I wield a sword. <laughs> Do we want to tell Bob what happens to movie virgins for when they go to these showings? No, let it be a surprise. Let it be a surprise? Okay. I would like to see somebody grab him by the ankles and pick him up, though. I would. <laughs> it would be impressive. Kyle's <laughs> your man. <laughs> Kyle might even swing from his beard. Oh no, that won't that that one won't happen. <laughs> we can get Gidget, we can get Gidget to swing from his. Beard. Yeah, well, Bob had a stripper well, Bob, try to do that. What are you doing on April sixteenth? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a loaded question. <laughs> well, they're trying to get me to play Eddie at one of them, but I don't. Yeah. We are trying to get rid of the beast. Well, what are from... you doing, April? <laughs> <laughs> right now, we're trying to get rid of the beast from the east here before he unplugs us, and it's just <laughs> and the show goes dark. Yeah, he's uh... again. I uh, do have to go because my phone's going to die. Okay, and I haven't yeah. up the car yet, so everything's still in my car. Oh, jeez. 
Well, Kaylee, thank you for Bye. being here. Thank you very much for being here. Uh, we look forward to seeing you at your next performance. Of course. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having Kaylee, me. Remember, we'll Kaylee, remember to send me your availability. I need to cast you. <laughs> uh, so, please send me your availability, please. Okay. Like, you should pop out of the casting director doesn't guarantee you nothing in this cast. No. <laughs> Thanksgiving. She's available Thanksgiving, Bye, Christmas, and... Uh... Bye. <laughs> So we need to delete this whole recording and start over now that she's gone. So we can um, like leave off all of that, you know, child abuse that I started when she was younger. <laughs> you want to leave that off? I was like, what did I miss? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Bob, Bob. Uh, that's just a, that's just a regular show. That's just a regular episode. <laughs> he missed the most of it. Um, well, pepperoni wait. nipple. Just ask him later on, Bob, about the pepperoni nipple, okay? Well, yeah, you oh, I, I will. I, I ask him about that anyway, but now it'll have context. <laughs> 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 yeah, it, it, Bob, you missed a lot. We, we, I mean, you gotta, I'll tell you what, when we go to see it, uh, when, when they come around again, we'll, you'll definitely have to come with. Um, my only complaint about when we saw you guys at, at the Santander is where we were sitting, um, we wanted to sit there so we could see the stage and so we could see the crowd and everything that was going on. We weren't aware they were going to have a massive speaker system hanging in front of the freaking thing so we couldn't see, I'd say, half of the movie screen. Oh, no. Yeah. So my wife, we, we got up there, and there was another couple already up there, and we looked at, we, my wife and I looked at each other. The couple turned around, looked at us, and we were like, <laughs> it was like, are you kidding? <laughs> You got to come April. Come to April. Come see at at, well, Emmaus, at Emmaus. Yeah, I boy, what the sixteenth? Yeah, I got it. Well, how far? Tax day. The I day. Keep done avoiding the authorities. No, that's tough. Yeah, well, I've been avoiding them for years. Hey, they <clears> serve <throat> alcohol that one. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> well, how, how far is Emmaus? I'm not even. A... <laughs> <laughs> I got a. I'm, I'm, it's I'm, a modern pop theater. <laughs> <laughs> Probably ninety percent of the theaters we work with are mom and pop theaters, independently owned. So yeah. I mean, coming out and seeing a show, even though we don't get paid, we are supporting the local community. You know, so that's a it's a really big deal to us. You know, for people to come out. Yeah, is these single screen theaters they're dying and they they need every every last support they yeah. can get. Especially you know, someplace like the Emmaus, they they're doing wonderful because. Besides showing movies, they have burlesque shows, they have comedy shows, they have um, second-run shows, they have cult favorite shows. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's only something great for the area. It's only 40 minutes from us. It, we've been to Allentown like three or four times in the past month. So, yeah. It's yeah, like, I think it's right around there. It's right around the Yeah, it's literally the closer to us than yeah. Allentown is. That's where we, yeah. What's the date? The 16th? Yep. That's a Saturday. All right. Yes. How, how do we get tickets? Text me. Text you. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, I, other, I can probably get off the next day, so I'd be all right with that. So. Are you bringing your friend here? I don't know. That's up to him if he's still awake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to sit still and not interrupt. Oh. But the, yeah, we had that. Yeah, would you want to go, Bob, on the sixteenth of April? I don't know. 
Yes, the answer is yes, Bob. <laughs> and alcohol, Bob. We you got a pretty mouth. We got a pretty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm married to him. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Not these days. Nah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's up to you. I mean, we, all you got to do is come here, then we just drive up. What, yeah. time, what time do you normally start? There, 9 o'clock. Uh, those shows are about 9, 9.30. See, because I would love to get there early, hang out with you guys, and and see the background, see all the, st- the, the, the stuff going on behind the scenes. Awesome. Then we can oh, do you want to do it behind the heat pod show? I'm sorry? Behind, yeah. Behind the scenes, yeah. We'll do a behind the scenes pod show. Yeah, you can put together a video or something, yeah. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah, you mean anything? We're open to whatever. All right. No. I'm good with that, yeah. Sure, an open door. All right. Um, so we'll put the links. Uh, if you you want to, uh, Kyle, send me whatever you guys want attached to this. And Pornhub.com. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, have you seen, okay, real quick, <laughs> real quick, have you watched the Rocky Horror porn parody? Yes, I have. And your thoughts? I don't know if my husband has. Oh, I didn't know there was one. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's entertaining, and it, like, I, okay, so girls like porn with a plot, so it worked for me, so. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they tried. I thought they, it wasn't just, like, like the superhero ones where they're dressed in costume banging. They they tried. Yeah, they tried. Yeah. <laughs> and they had, like, a pl- Oh, honey, this is research. I'm doing a podcast on Rocky. I need to watch this. I can see it now. No, honestly, I think like one step above Rocky, like, like, you know, because there are some innuendos in Rocky, so it was oh. like the X-rated Rocky show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean. And I, like I said, I like porn with a plot, so. <laughs> it's got to have a story. Yeah. 74 Rocky, the porno Rocky, the Fox remake of Rocky. <laughs> 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 oh, and then the Glee version. The, the Glee, oh. yeah, that one I've actually never watched. So, yeah, I never watched Glee. I love the Glee version. Is that good? Yeah. Oh, all right. good. And John Stamos. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if he's telling that as a pro or a con. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the women, I'm yes. assuming it's a pro. For the yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like John. See, you missed the part earlier when. When my daughter was telling the story, when Glee came out and the numbers in Rocky swelled up, but then the problem was all these moms were bringing their, their teenagers to see Rocky Horror because of that Glee episode, and you had them leaving halfway through because of the language and the fact that John Stamos wasn't dancing on screen, and it was Meatloaf instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a textbook bait and switch. <laughs> There's always room for meat. Catfish. There's always room for meatloaf. <laughs> catfish again. <laughs> now, our favorite thing to do, like, I'm a parent. The meatloaf right? has expired. Up in Rocky Horror, so like, we'll see parents come in with their younger kids, like even preteen, small, and we'll go up to them and we'll do the right thing. Like, okay, do you know what this movie is? Are you? Do you know what? You know, because a lot of the jokes are up here and the kids are down here. Like, my daughter had really made mention of growing up in Rocky, but she wasn't getting any of that information. Yeah. Like, she wasn't getting it until she hit about 13. Yeah. You know, when it was like, 
Okay, I joined Catholic. Eleven. She lived in Lebanon. And she moved till thirteen. Yeah, yeah, that's probably. It's like she being. It was like uh, like like being a five year old watching Looney Tunes. Children all the time and just like give them a heads up, right. like hey, and it make just make sure the parents are fully aware because they're going to be the ones that have to ask answer the questions when they get home, yeah. not us, right? Yeah. And some of these lines are pretty lewd yeah. and crude, and you know, yes, it has changed, like Kaylee said. You know, there's some lines that, you know, we, we've left in the 70s and, and they replace them with newer lines. But it still can be um, very inappropriate for kids. So um, the movie's rated R, you know, maybe it shouldn't be right now, but it is. Yeah. And um, the live cast can make it even more rated R, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, especially with um, costume issues. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no one wants a sack hanging out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bob, you missed that discussion too. <laughs> yeah. We discussed wardrobe malfunctions, and somebody found an image of after one of the shows, and yep, the boys had dropped. Oh. <laughs> Somebody's hanging chicken skin. But that also connects uh, pepperoni nipples. So, oh, okay. okay. So, answer me this: Is that a bad thing or a good thing? Nipples are nipples, dear. Nipples are like snowflakes; they're all beautiful. Are pepperoni nipples a good thing or a bad thing? Somebody no. answered the question. No, they're fine with me. Yeah, he likes pizza. Um. <laughs> I don't know if that should be an insult or not. Well, no. I, like I said, nipples are nipples. They're all different. They're all you know. They're all beautiful. They're like snowflakes. Each each their own. Now, now on on your page, I think we should have some fun with this episode and see how many people listen and put a poll up. Uh, are pepperoni nipples good or bad? What people click on a vote on the page. Okay. I mean. And like, what is the content? No explanation. Is good or bad? So what is the content? Are we calling them pepperoni nipples because of the, the, the shape, the color, the texture? I'm, I'm like, thinking the, the size. I'm thinking the size, too. I'm thinking the size, too. Yeah. Yeah. But there are mini pepperonis. Yeah. But, yeah, but those so, are usually... So, so now we need to, to differentiate in the poll. Hold on. Mini pepperoni. <laughs> Mini pepperonis usually bowl up, though. They usually get that little... And, te and technically, it's not the nipple, right? They're talking about the, the areola, aren't they? I'm assuming. I don't know. We'd have to ask I mean, the girls that we're having this conversation. Oh, if you're having I'm a... On the same, I'm on the same wavelength as them. <laughs> that's where my mentality's stuck at. If you have a pepperoni-sized <laughs> nipper, that's a pretty big nip, then. Yo, yeah, yeah. I couldn't see that as uh, being uh, something to be upset of. I'd show them off. I can't wait to see him at the When I come to bed tonight, we're going to have to dig a little deeper on this. And see. <laughs> <laughs> Phrasing? <laughs> Where did I put the tape measure? <laughs> I mean, what... Yeah, whatever. I mean, saucers, pepperonis, dimes, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to get the protractor out. The protractor. Oh, God. Well, I'm, I'm, folks, this is what we're going to do. We're going to end the episode, but I'm gonna, we're going to talk for a little bit uh, to thank you guys and everything. Um, so, Kyle, Missy... Uh, and, and one more time, what is the name of your company? We're Sweet Translucent Dreams. Uh, we're a Rocky Horror Shadowcast. Um, 
we're part movie, we're part play, we're all attitude. Um, if you ever want to find us, just go to stdrhps.net. All of our links are right on there. Um, and all over Instagram with the hashtag stdrhps. <laughs> There you go. And we'll attach those links in the uh, in the description of this episode for everybody as well. Um, thank you guys for being here. Thank the cast for us. And, and uh, a lot of fun. And, yeah, we I, I definitely want to get up to a show. Um, I think the 16th can be done um, for sure. For I know for at least myself and my wife will definitely make it. Bob will have to uh, we'll have to drag him behind the truck. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, hang a pepperoni pizza out there. <laughs> we'll get some pizza, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I could do a screen accurate show if he wants me to. You what? I could do a screen accurate show if he wants me to. Oh, there you go. I, oh, great. So I got to start putting pepperonis in the prop guys. What was the last time That'll you did be a cast exclusive callback? What, <laughs> when, when was the last time you did a screen accurate show? Mm, I don't know. It's been a while. It's been a while. Bob, what, what we mean by screen accurate, um, in the movie, the character that uh, Missy plays, there's two different scenes where her nipples pop out of the corset. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I don't know if that was intended to happen during the fil- actual filming. I don't know if you guys know. But they're kind of like wardrobe malfunctions in the movie that are left in and everything like that. Uh, and Missy, um, back in the early days of performing was doing screen-accurate nipple slips. That's Respect that. Yeah, so uh, her friends, uh, her son, her daughter's friends saw, and then the next day, basically, your mom's got pepperoni nips started. Okay. Yeah, so there's the story <laughs> real quick for you. <laughs> Bring you up to speed on that one. Okay. Um, I have context now. Yes, but really, pepperoni nips, there's nothing wrong with that. No, it's just kids being little bastards. <laughs> <laughs> so, and going back to his earlier comment, he just called himself a little bastard because he's still on the same wavelength as them. <laughs> <laughs> all comes full circle. Yes, it does. Uh, so, ladies, I love your, I love all of your your um, artwork in the back there. By the way, oh, thank you. Yes, I'm loving it. it. It goes it goes around my whole room. Awesome. Love it. I'm I'm a nerd. I'm very much a nerd, so I'm proud. And they're mostly uh Queens of the Stone Age concert posters. Love it. Love the Ninja Turtles too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, plenty of plenty of those. That's what that whole dresser over there is full of. <laughs> uh well real quick, thank you for being here. Thank you for talking Rocky Horror Picture Show with us. And everything in that space between the website and now, I'll just remove. Uh, <laughs> so now I'll stop recording all video. Guys, we look forward to seeing you live again. Thank you. Was all I had to say. I want to come again and stay. Smile, and that will mean I'm mad. Cause I've seen, oh, 
Ah! Uh. 